Have you guys ever wanted to try something, but you never did because it's not mainstream, it's a little weird, and nobody knows anything about it? Well, today we are joined in by Jeanette from Panel to Panel, the podcast, where she will share her insight as an acupuncture patient in treating her low back pain, in which was causing her a lot of pain for years. You're listening to Road to Wellness, a podcast meant to help you be healthier, happier, and pain-free. Hi, I'm Amy Trong, your host, and here you'll be learning ways to connect with others and to yourself so you can live a more fulfilled life. You will gain knowledge of acupuncture and other modalities in healthcare to help you take better care of yourself and your loved ones, a platform for you to ask questions as well as get answers. Your growth and your personal journey on the road to wellness begins now. Hi guys, Amy here, your host on Road to Wellness, the podcast. And as I mentioned, we are joined here with Jeanette from Panel to Panel, the podcast. Hi, everybody. Thanks, Amy, for having me on your show. I'm pretty excited to be, I'm assuming, one of your first guests. (laughs) You are my first guest. Um, And the whole point of me inviting you on here is mainly because I wanted to thank you for your encouragement for getting me to start get started with the podcast, actually. And the fact that you were one of my patients, I just wanted to give this opportunity for you to really talk about yourself, what you do, and also your experience as an acupuncture patient. So without further ado, I'd love to get into it and start off by just giving you an opportunity to just talk about yourself real quick, and then we'll dive into the acupuncture part. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm a 30-something-year-old female, <laughs> just so you get like an age group range from that perspective. Um, typically, I, I work a desk job, um, so I'm always like sitting, horrible posture, just so you know. <laughs> Um, but I also do kind of, um, one of my hobbies is to do cosplay. So I also do a lot of sewing. Um, and that's, that's also like long nights hovered over a sewing machine or sometimes it's really bad. I'm like crouched on the ground cutting fabric. And, um, I think that kind of led to one of the reasons why I ended up injuring my back. Um, I think it was like two, two years ago now. Um, wow. Which, yeah, which kind of, well, actually, I think it, it's kind of been like a recurring issue with my lower back because um, every once in a while um, it would just get, I would I don't know if inflamed is the right term, but it, it, it was just kind of like some pain would kind of pop up here and there. But after doing some stretches, it would usually go away. But like about two years ago, it was it was really bad. It got to a point where it was just like shooting pain up my spine. I couldn't even um, yeah. walk. That's that's how bad it got. Yeah. Um, and that I think um, I don't know if this is true, but I mean what the pain had come after I remember doing like a, a, a yoga video off of YouTube and <laughs> I swear, I swear I must've done something wrong. <laughs> hey, it happens so, to all of us. So it's all good. <laughs> at least you tried, at least you actually did some sort of physical activity. And so it sounded like you were trying to alleviate your, the pain yourself. Right. 
And I think it's a very common problem, as you mentioned, being at the desk all the time and having poor posture really does put a lot of pressure onto not only your low back, but also your upper back, your neck as well, especially when you're on the laptop or the computer and you're kind of like noticing how you're tilting your chin forward a little bit more. That's a very common issue that you see or that I see. And with that, even Mm -hmm. a very minimal movement, like a couple of millimeters with your chin move forward, you're actually creating a lot of pressure onto the cervical or the neck region. So to me, I actually, when you came in to see me, I thought it was kind of surprising because I was like, wow, she doesn't really mention anything about her neck, but her back, her low back seems to hurt a lot. So now it makes more sense that it's probably because of the (laughs) yoga that you were doing, which, you know, it happens. But It's funny though, because um, generally I would say I am a pretty active person. Um, Uh And at that time, I do remember I was following, um, it was one of the, like a fitness, a 21 day fitness plan or something like that. Uh And that, that was actually supposed to be like the light exercise day. So it wasn't, um, because it was usually like a high intensity um, program for either legs and then alternating with like arms, abs and then running. So that day I decided to do yoga because it was supposed to be like a low intensity um, quote unquote rest day. <laughs> but mm-hmm. I guess I, I never typically do yoga. So maybe that's kind of where I didn't know where I was going and just uh, ended up hurting my back from that. But it could also have just been from all the strain previously I had I don't, I don't know but I just remember it was like one of the worst pains that I was ever in <laughs> well if I'm not mistaken you're also a long distance runner and I remember when we had a conversation about your pain you mentioned you didn't really stretch out that much am I right um not a long distance runner anymore I used to do a lot of like half marathons but that was like maybe I think 2011 um, I stopped doing that. So at most I probably run like two miles every other day. Oh now. no. But what I meant, uh, what I meant was like when you, as when you were running, when you were a long distance runner or when you were doing your half marathons, were you doing some sort of regimen to help with the stretching part, the recovery part after your runs? Um, not too much, just the usual, like, well, I would use a foam roller for sure on the IT bands. And, um, I always make sure to at least do like a cool off walk after Mm -hmm. the runs. Um, but nothing in terms of like stretching exercises that I can recall. I see. Yeah. So another tip for any runners in general, one of the very common things that usually happens is you get really tight glutes. And Jeanette mentioned it very uh, clearly that she rolls out her IT band. The IT band is not necessarily the reason for a lot of the pain that a lot of people may think that might be the issue. Sometimes the pain actually is your hip flexor, which is more at the upper hip area, and it kind of goes to the front a little bit. So your quad muscles and your hamstrings are usually the culprit that could cause some sort of like low back pain. And with sustained stiffness and tightness in that region, most of the time it starts to do some 
pulling on the low back or your QL. And that's, I think, one of the reasons why a lot of runners or people who don't have opportunities to really stretch out experience pain down the line after sustained uh, running and stuff like that. Hopefully that kind of gives you a little bit of insight. And we probably already talked about this too. So I'm sorry if this is like, you know, old information for you, Jeanette. (laughs) No, I think, uh, but for me though, it's because I have a weak glute. So that's where most of my pain ended up coming from uh, because I did get like knee pains when I was doing the long distance running. And I've discovered that is because my weak butts, (laughs) my weak ass. (laughs) You can say ass, it's totally fine. But it's true. I agree with you. When I did come to see you, it was more for, I felt like it was a slip disc, but I don't remember if you recall that. I don't, I don't think it was actually, it was just shifted, right? I don't know the actual technical differences between, I guess, what your, your disc can do. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would say, yeah, I think it could be a shift. There's different ways of describing the disc. It could be a herniated disc, a fully herniated disc. It could be a bulging disc. It could be what's called subluxation, which is a slight shift. But I remember when we worked together, I did palpate your back and it seems like it was a little inflamed, as you were saying earlier, really close to the spine. But your symptoms didn't seem to exhibit any sort of major disc issues because I don't think you had any radiating pain down your legs or anything, but you mentioned that you did have pain that went up your back, right? So from that, usually with any pain that goes up the back, it's usually the, we call it the paraspinalis, which is the muscle along the spine, really close to the spine. That could get strained, and sometimes one area being very strained could cause referred pain that goes up or down the back. With that said, I mean, do you still have that pain now, or what are you experiencing these days? Yeah, no pain, no back pain whatsoever. Oh, that's great. Um, and yeah, so it was it was amazing going in for the treatment. So I, I remember when I ended up um, getting hurt, a lot of people were saying, like, go see a chiropractor. Uh Um, and when I say people, it's like friends, (laughs) you're just like, oh yeah, you know, go see this chiropractor. I, um, I didn't actually see my, my doctor just because, um, I think it was the company that I was with, they had mentioned that acupuncture was covered in our health insurance plan Uh without having to get a, a referral from our regular doctor. So automatically I was like, well, Amy does acupuncture. I know Amy and I've, I've like never done acupuncture before, but like, this is the most pain I've ever been in. And I know my insurance covers this, so I'm going to try it and see how it goes. Yay. Um, yeah. (laughs) So I think it, it was all those factors, you know, like knowing, knowing that, um, I, I knew someone I could trust <laughs> uh-huh. was, was huge. 
I, I wanted to give a shot because I just really wanted to not be in pain anymore. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm so glad you gave me that opportunity to work with you. And I think you point out two things that I wanted us to kind of talk about, which is number one was the referral process. So most of the insurance companies, especially in California, as far as I'm concerned, and our role as an acupuncturist, we are considered as a primary care provider here, meaning that you don't need to get a referral from your doctor to come see us. However, there are certain insurance companies and, um, well, more like policies, for example, Aetna, where they may require you to get a referral from the primary care doctor or your family doctor to get get acupuncture. The unfortunate thing right now is that most of the time the people who can get insurance coverage are usually patients who have some sort of chronic pain or pain management issues. So if you were to come in because you were having insomnia, I wouldn't be able to charge your insurance. However, if the back pain is the reason why it's causing you to not be able to sleep, then the root of the problem is your back pain, not insomnia. So in that case, we would be able to charge your insurance. So that's just a nuance I wanted to share with everybody, especially if they think that if they have insurance coverage, that automatically acupuncture is going to be covered. If you go to my website on road-2-wellness.com, there's a link that says verify insurance, and you'd be able to verify your insurance through that. I have a biller who's going to take care of you, and pretty much we let you know ahead of time what to expect when you come in. So that's one thing about the insurance and the referral part. The other thing that you mentioned was trust. And thank you so much for trusting me, Jeanette. Um, Of course. (laughs) I really appreciate that. But that was something that I was kind of curious about is when you speak of trust, what are you looking for in terms of trusting somebody as a healthcare provider or whomever to work with you? What are your requirements? Um, I think the number one thing is to put it bluntly is to fix me. (laughs) Uh-huh. Um, I like I'm I'm going to trust you to to fix me and and not make things worse. Trusting somebody to be able to I guess in this sense like any doctor to be able to do their job and to heal you. Uh-huh. Uh, cuz I think that's always like a biggest fear, you know, like or, or or tell me that there's nothing wrong with me or that nothing can be done. Mm-hmm. Um those are always like the biggest fears and especially if something that I'm not familiar with at all um, to, to try something new. And also, I mean, typically people are like scared of needles and that's what you think or associate like acupuncture with, mm-hmm. um, which I've learned there's so much more to it than that. Yeah. <laughs> so, True. um, but it's just that initial thought of like, um, you know, somebody's going to poke you with a bunch of needles and there's a chance that, it might not help because you don't understand how it works or, or how the process is done. And so it's, it's really just. All right. So what I'm, what I really gathered from all that was basically somebody who you can trust that knows what they're doing. 
that's essentially what you're saying is somebody who's trained enough to know what's going on with you and be able to tell you, okay, this is exactly what's going on. This is what I think we could do for you. And this is how many treatments you need and uh, Mm -hmm. what when and how are you expected to feel after the treatment. So basically you want somebody who's able to communicate and explain things well for you so you could understand um, because you've never had acupuncture before, right? Yeah. Okay, so with that said, why do you think people are so afraid of getting acupuncture aside from the fact, you know, the needle part and stuff like that. And before we even get to that question, did you think the acupuncture was painful? No. Um, I feel like some massages could actually be more painful than some of the acupuncture that I've had with you because, because I, I feel like it's, um, it was relaxing, just the way your room set up and the music and the, you know, the ambiance of the room. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do remember that there, um, yeah, I've received, I think it was, you're probably like working my muscles in cer- certain areas. So it was almost like a, a massage, but because of the, the area was so tender, um, it, it was very painful (laughs) but you know sometimes people say it's like oh it's a good good type of pain um but it I do remember that because like you know when people say you go to the doctor and you get a you you tell the kids like when they get a shot oh it's just like an ant bite or a bee sting or something um and it doesn't really hurt I don't I mean I don't think I've ever been bitten by an ant but it's definitely <laughs> not as painful as a bee sting. I feel like bee stings are like way worse than than getting poked with the acupuncture needle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I will let you know that the acupuncture needles, the gauge or the circumference of the needle is probably about the same um as your hair, as the thickness of your hair. So it's actually very very thin. Um, but I think it's cute the way you compared it to a bee sting and an ant. I've never get I've never What's gotten that? bitten by an ant either. I know. And I that's what not. they tell. I feel like that's what they tell you, like, or that's what they tell little kids when they go in for shots. Like, where I feel like that, you know, yeah. or like even um, a, another pain needle that you could compare it to is getting like the Novocaine shot at a dentist. You know. Oh my gosh, that's you painful. Have to get, uh, Right? <laughs> that is so painful. So I feel like there's a difference in level of pain that you're receiving. Like, because when you get like that done at the dentist, it's so uncomfortable the whole time because your mouth is open and like they're, <laughs> you know, working on that. But then with acupuncture for me, it was just kind of like, here, lay on your stomach and then you would um, put the needles in and I can't even see it. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, it might be different for other people if they're getting other parts of their body treated. But for me, it was like it was my back that you were treating. So right. I'm mostly like laying laying on my stomach. I don't see you put the needles in. So I guess that kind of takes away like one one factor of fear, you know, right. visually you don't see it. And yeah. but like once the needles are in, like I never felt them. I just felt like I was just relaxing on a bed for, <laughs> for nice. the treatment. Nice. Yeah. Cool. I'm glad so you had a good I, experience. <laughs> <laughs> 
definitely more comfortable for me than going to the dentist now that I'm yeah, saying I it know, out loud. See, that's the reason why I couldn't make it as a dentist because I was just feeling really bad of, you know, pe- people don't like you when they go to the dentist. They say like, <laughs> you know, kids are really afraid of going to the dentist, right? And I, I was like, I could see why. <laughs> yeah. All right. So it sounds like for you, the acupuncture was a pretty good experience. You were feeling very relaxed during the treatment. You had that fear of needles, but the fact that you weren't able to see it, it kind of like made you more calm and you didn't really feel that much pain or not even a little bit when we did the actual acupuncture, which is a very good thing. Mm -hmm. Some patients though, I will say are a lot more sensitive But as I mentioned, the gauge of the needles are really thin and there's even smaller gauges that we could use. And oftentimes I use the super small gauges for patients who are extremely sensitive or frail or Mm -hmm. usually older or younger, like little kids and stuff like that. So thank you for sharing that part. And again, I'm so glad. And I can't remember exactly because it's been a while since we we seen each other or talked to each other about the treatment because I don't know how many treatments we ended up doing. Do you remember? I feel like it was twice a week at first because mm-hmm. it was really bad. Mm-hmm. And I do remember that after my treatment, like it, it did feel really good. Mm-hmm. Um, but as soon as I got home, it would kind of hurt again. Right. Um, but I also do remember I got a week's, bed rest um so no working and it was just uh yeah basically off my feet for a week and it would it would still hurt um but I feel like it might have been before it it might have been only like three weeks but I was seeing you twice a week yeah um I remember that I remember writing you a note too Yep. So that you didn't because have to go it happened. Work. Yeah, it happened in December because that was the busiest time at that current job, and I felt really bad because they were they were slammed with work, mm-hmm. and and I was like, I'm sorry, but I can't do anything. So I was out for a week for work, but I do remember being better before Christmas because I don't remember being like in pain and hurting during Christmas. So it had to have been within three weeks. Um, so maybe that's just six. Awesome. I'm so happy ses- to hear that. Sessions. Okay. Well, it sounds like you really enjoyed the acupuncture. So now I want to know, was there anything about it that you did not like? I do remember feeling really woozy after the first time I did it. Um, but maybe I was dehydrated or maybe it was just, yeah, I, I remember just like feeling very lightheaded. <laughs> Yeah, so that's actually a pretty common sensation after acupuncture, um, after every treatment. But usually for first-timers, that's the reason why we always try to encourage patients to always come in with having eaten something small, um, just Mm -hmm. to have a little bit of more sugar in your system, as acupuncture does bring your blood pressure down. It's totally normal, but... I'm glad to hear that was the only thing that you didn't like about acupuncture. Yeah, I think for my first experience, um, it was pretty good. Very, very positive, I would good. say. And, I'm glad. And yeah. 
So what would you share or what would you say to a person who has never done acupuncture before, they're kind of interested in it, but they're kind of hesitant? Um, I think I would say... It, you know, you, you don't know unless you try. <laughs> that that would probably be what I would tell them. But like, I think a lot of people would always ask, like, does it hurt? And my response is always no. But I do know that, like you mentioned, you know, other people could be more sensitive. Mm-hmm. So, but I mean, I'm sure you're always open to answer questions for people. So basically, it's like. If anybody ever has questions, I feel like I just want to refer them to you and just be like, just ask her all the questions, you know, like just, (laughs) just, just ask all the questions that you want. And like, but I guess, you know, I guess maybe the reason why people wouldn't want to do that is because the, the other side of it would be, well, of course they're always going to say it doesn't hurt because (laughs) you're the acupuncture and you want to, you know, but, but like, I mean, me as a patient, I'm, I'm telling people now, like, it, for me, it didn't, it didn't hurt. So, um, I'm, but I'm also like not scared of needles. Like I, I don't look when my blood is drawn, but I don't mind it either. I don't know if that uh-huh. makes sense. <laughs> uh-huh. No, I get you. Um, I get you. What about people who are skeptics? Would you mm-hmm. even try to convince somebody to try to get acupuncture or is it something where you're just like, meh, do it if you want? I, well, I I definitely want more people to try it if they kind of at a dead end, like, um, cause as you mentioned, my friend, she was in a car accident and she's told me her back hasn't been the same since, mm-hmm. um, she's seen a chiropractor. She, um, but like the, the back pain continues to come up and like cause her just pain like throughout the day mm-hmm. and um she's really scared of needles and I think she just doesn't understand um a lot about acupuncture or what it could and can't do and like basically the main question she did ask me was like does it hurt and I told her like it doesn't hurt for me mm-hmm. um but it's still it's still also for me um that one proverb where it's like you could lead a horse to water but you can't force it to drink Right. You know, like I, I could, I can try and set everybody up for something that I believe would be success for them, but it's really, you know, it, it, it is hard because it's up to that person to want to take that dive and, you know, make that and take the chance. But I, I guess if somebody's skeptical, like for me, it would be to do my own research, do do all the research and reading that I can, talk to as many people as I can until I'm comfortable and, and find out that maybe it is something that they want to try. Sometimes it's also just like how, how bad do you want it to, to change your life, to change your health and happiness, you know? Mm-hmm. For me, I, like I was that. I was like I am I'm ready to change. <laughs> I was like this this hurts. I need to get back to work. You know I need I need I need um, to feel better now. And yeah. and but yeah. So but for me it, it was also like I I knew you and I trusted you. So that already like kind of trumped any other research that I could do because I I knew that you would be somebody to. Like, I would be in good hands with you. Oh, thank you, Jeanette. That's so nice. 
I say it to all the patients and anybody who wants to come into the office and if they give us a call and they have questions, I'm happy to answer any of the questions that they have. But as soon as I notice a person is skeptical or concerned in terms of whether it's going to work or not, um, kind of like you, I, I simply just tell them, I was like, hey, it's really up to you. I can't decide. And I liked what you said about how you as a patient need to make that decision whether or not you want to make that change so that you could be happier, so that you could be pain-free, so that you could go back to work Mm -hmm. and do your thing. Honestly, as an acupuncturist, I don't want people to come to see me as a last resort, but for the most part, that usually does happen where the Mm -hmm. patients that I end up getting are the patients who've tried every other modality that's out there. Nothing was working for them. And so then they ended up coming to see me. Which is a compliment, but at the same time, a huge challenge because they expect to get treated and be well right away. And unfortunately, it doesn't work out that way all the time. I mean, if you think about it, if there's a chronic problem that has been going on for a long time, it'll take some time to get to the root of the problem and fix the issue. That's why I try to advocate and promote preventative care, mainly because if you prevent it to ever get to that point of severe chronic problem, then it's a lot easier to manage and a lot easier to treat. I like that you brought that up. So thanks for doing that. And what you Mm -hmm. were saying earlier about patients who, or your friend who's afraid of needles, what I also encourage patients to look into is not only just um, using the needles, we also do acupressure. We also do cupping. We also do what's called scraping, gua sha, or you may know it as uh, the Graston technique. There's a lot of different other modalities that we can do to help our patient. We don't necessarily need to use the needles. However, from the last episode on how acupuncture works, I went into details how the acupuncture needles, when inserted into the acupuncture points, get your body to respond in such a way that helps alleviate the pain. These other modalities have a similar effect as well, but it may not be as deep, but rather more superficial in in the healing process. Most of the time, patients find relief in any of these other modalities as well. But like I said, we're integrative in a sense where if it doesn't work, we always seek out a different way of treating the patient. While the acupuncture needles are ideal, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's the only thing we can use to treat patients. I think the most important thing in seeking out acupuncture as a treatment modality is to first find an acupuncturist who you truly trust. And I think, Jeanette, you brought up really great points already, like finding somebody who you can really trust, who you know is going to do their job well, and who you're essentially very comfortable with. Do you have anything else you want to add to that? Nope, I think that pretty much is it. All right, so that ends our segment for today. Thank you, Jeanette, for coming on. And if you guys are interested in hearing more about Jeanette and what she does, check out Panel to Panel, the podcast. And as always, be well, take care of yourself, and we'll talk to each other again soon.